What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'm Allie. I'm Andy. I'm Jeff. And I'm Maria. And this is Notable Nostalgia. Hello, Nostalgia Nerds! I got Andy and Jeff with me today, and today we're discussing our top three movies from 1993. Uh, I would say that this is quite possibly the biggest year in movies of the decade. Yeah, I think overall it was, but for personal, like, Andy... Well, yes... I don't know. There was like four or five really good ones, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Other than those like four or five, I was like, eh, I don't know. I was like mm-hmm. making a list of like just notable films, like things that I've either nice. seen or definitely have heard of. And <laughs> it's a big list. That's And true. not to yeah. mention some of the movies that we're going to mention today, we've done like four or five different episodes just dedicated on those topics. Yeah. So afterwards, I was going to say there's a few movies that I actually didn't put on my list because we've gone Mm. so in depth with them that I thought, yeah, I think people that listen probably know how I feel about that movie already. So, yeah, there's two I didn't put on there that would have been. All right. Wait, should we do honorable mentions now or latest? Uh, We can we can do those at maybe after we do our picks. And then uh, my honorable mentions list is pretty fucking long. But my when I was doing my list, I was like. It was so easy for me. It was like being, being, they're not the greatest movies in the world, but they're just like the most nostalgic for me. That's interesting. Like I was like, okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. It was, it was easy breezy. When we do our notable uh, mentions, we should all do it at the same time though. Yeah. Just Yeah. I mean, two stuff. of my top three are, are my like top 10 of all time. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. This is a big year. Of all time. I'm serious. Yeah. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Oh, it's Tombstone, huh? Tombstone. I don't know. We'll see. Fucking hate that movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I have some... I don't think I've actually watched it. Oh. I don't think I actually have. <laughs> I just hate Bill Paxton. Yeah. And Rhea is here. We just tied her up and put uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a tape over her mouth. Oh, no. Side, sidebar. Uh-huh. I was listening to the, the newest released so- uh, not song <laughs> episode in my car. Okay. My window was down, and Rhea was talking, and she said something about doing... I wanted to do meth, uh, and like the next car over was like had their car window down too. <laughs> was like, she's Louise, <laughs> that lady, like she just can't keep it together. <laughs> uh, well, I have some Oscar and some box office stuff. You want to go over it? Yeah, yeah, those are always fun. All right, cool. No, <laughs> <laughs> just like now nah, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, let's, they let's don't go. need to hear it. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I looked up world box office numbers. Um, I, I have to imagine you, you all could figure out what the number one was. Yeah. Prehysteria. <laughs> Prehysteria. Mm. <laughs> uh, Robocop oh. 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, it was Jurassic Park. Um, yeah, and it outsold sure. the number two film ten times over. Damn. Which is insane, so, right? The second film probably made, I'm guessing, about $32 million. No. This is worldwide box office. Worldwide. Um, oh. And so worldwide, Jurassic Park made just under a billion. Jeez. Mm-hmm. 
And the number two film made uh, 219 million worldwide. That's cr- I was actually listening to Ken Jennings, and he was talking about how Korea, the president of Korea in 1993, realized how much money Jurassic Park made. Mm-hmm. And they go, our exports don't make that much money. So then he really started this big campaign to start pushing more towards media. And that's why right now there's such a big Korean like media sensation. So kind of cool. Is Ken Jennings the Jeopardy guy? Mm-hmm. He's like brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> is he married? He is. Wow. He is. He lives in Seattle. Oh, but he's rich. Yeah, before he wasn't, though, but he did win $2.4 million during uh, his 74, 72 Jeopardy run. That's wild. But he's Mormon, so he gave 10% to the church. Oh, now I like him less. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. But, but he's a really cool Mormon, and he talks about how <laughs> the Mormon cool church, they update their church um, depending on the new leader, so mm-hmm. that's why they're a little more inclusive than all the other ones, because whoever takes over can make some changes. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a religion huh. scholar, but that's what he was saying all on right. his podcast. Is he going to take over eventually? Of Jeopardy? No. <laughs> Mormon church. <laughs> 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 oh, I wish. I would If that happened... I'm Mormon the next day. <laughs> You're converting. Okay. <laughs> Simple <Yeah>. as that. <laughs> um, well, finishing out the rest of the um, the top ones. So number two is Mrs. Doubtfire. Number three was The Fugitive. Number four was The Firm. Number five, Sleepless in Seattle. Nice. Uh, number six, Indecent Proposal. Yeah. <laughs> number seven, In the Line of Fire. Number eight, The Pelican Brief. Number nine, Schindler's List. Number 10, Cliffhanger. I know of all those movies. Yeah. I know most of them. Schindler's List was fucking intense. <laughs> it yeah. was an intense movie. Yeah. Like, so I'm glad it was just a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because I could have been real bad. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, that's some box office, top 10. Uh, Oscars, so best picture goes to Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. Who was it up against? Do you know? Uh, I'll pause here for a second because I don't know. Who were the contenders? All right. Like- uh, so, sorry. Best picture. Uh, it beat out The Fugitive, In the Name of the Father, The Piano, and The Remains of the Day. Yeah, no. I've never heard of any of those movies. <laughs> You've never heard of The yeah. Fugitive? Harrison Ford. Uh, I, I've just seen the it. cover where he's running. Yeah. And I think from The Simpsons where he goes, I told you I didn't do it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It's like so similar to Double Jeopardy with Ashley Judd, but Tommy Lee Jones plays like the same character in both movies. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one either. Tommy Lee Jones apparently is not a nice person. That's what he I doesn't heard. seem like a nice yeah. person. Although if you go, um, go on YouTube and watch his Japanese commercials, they're amazing. <laughs> That was a big moneymaker in the 90s for celebs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, so director goes to Steven Spielberg for Schindler's List. Uh, Best actress, Holly Hunter for The Piano. Oh, no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, Rhea really doesn't like her either. Yeah. I think it's The Voice, right? 
Yep. Yeah. It's just like it's one punch her. No, I don't want to punch a woman, <laughs> but like or a, a person in general. <laughs> but something about her just bugs me. That's fair. Uh supporting actress Anna Paquin for also the piano. And he, Jeff, I, I don't you probably haven't seen I don't even know what it is, to be honest. No, I know that she got the award and she was a young yeah. little youngster. Had a very low box office, so not a lot of folks saw it. Uh supporting actor went to Tommy Lee Jones for the fugitive. Uh visual effects went to Jurassic Park. That's makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Uh score goes to Schindler's list, uh all by John Williams, which I found interesting. I just think Jurassic Park's score is just so epic. Uh original song goes to Bruce Springsteen, uh for a song that he wrote for Philadelphia. Ugh, I hate Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody's like, they always go like, "Oh, I think you'd like him." I'm like, Boss? "Why? Does it look like I like shit music?" <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just I don't like his music very much. I don't think it sounds good to my yeah. ears. Uh, and then y'all want to guess best makeup? Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla two. It was Mrs. Doubtfire. Damn it! I'm fucking zero for zero. I did not know that, but that makes total sense. That does make sense. Uh, so that's box office. That's Oscars. Um, about what I expected, you know. Yeah, after reading the list, yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. Or seeing the lists. Yeah. And uh, all jokes aside, Schindler's List was a really good movie and mm-hmm. an important movie. Yeah. But, like, of course it's going to win Best Picture. They're not going to give that to Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And either way, it goes to Steven Spielberg, so. And John Williams, really. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Steven Spielberg directed Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know we that. We talked about but, like, it on that's, episode. He, Oh, <laughs> and I think he only did that so he could do Schindler's List, right? Oh, Wasn't now there I something along that something along like those that. lines. He really had a killer year. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, Louise. busy decade, really. And then I think the year before, the year after, is Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't do he didn't do Forrest Gump. But doesn't he have something that like wasn't his production company or something? I mean, it's Robert Zemeckis. I don't, I don't think he has any. Oh, for some reason, I thought Steven Spielberg and Zemeckis worked together, but oh. I could be wrong. Oh. Though. Sidebar about dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> did you hear about the alligator or crocodile, whatever? Is that a female virgin one impregnated themselves? Yes, Weird. I did yeah. see that. You did? Uh huh. Life finds a way. Yeah, it yeah. made me think about Jurassic Park. I was like, oh, that was a horrible <laughs> thing. I just <laughs> did. Jeff Goldblum. Be... Yeah. Yeah, Goldblum, that was bad. Uh, all right. Well, um, before we list our, our picks, did either of you have any trouble picking your top three, or did it come pretty easy? Was there any any struggle? I did, especially after I picked my top three. I was like, yeah. Cause, so I originally was like, okay, you know what? It's too hard. I'm going to pick what I liked while I was that age in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But some of them, like, I just don't like it now. Like, it's not very good, you know? So I'm like, uh. So I had to switch around a little bit. Yeah, like my my three definitely have a theme to them, but uh, the only one is my number three that I'm like, ooh, that could have, I could have switched it out, but just I put my, you know, I was six or seven years old at this time, Mm. I think, um, what he would pick, what Jeff back then would pick, and then I'm like, okay, this one has to be in it. All right. What about you, though? Did you, were you just like, boom, got it, done? Yeah, one and two were pretty quick, and then three, it was alternating between two. And did you watch any movies from this year beforehand to just kind of? I watched two of mine. Okay. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. To help me get the list. I listened to some of the music from one of mine. Oh. Yeah. Godzilla vs. Oh. Mechagodzilla Hell's too. Yeah. <laughs> Robocop, not Robocop three, but Robocop is kind of 
sad. I've never seen any Robocop. Oh, you should watch them. I remember the beginning, he gets like shot to death. 94 is my year, though, because I was looking at movies from 94. It has one of my all-time favorite movies. It could happen to you with Nicolas Cage and Patricia Arquette. You don't want to save it for next year when we talk about it? I will, but (laughs) hey... Check it. Check out in a year from now, unless <laughs> unless something bad happens to me, then you can't. Now. You can talk to Jeff from a year from bad. now. Jeff, a year from yeah. now. Yeah, you get canceled. I get, if, oh, I no. if I haven't been canceled yet, it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, that's. Funny. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Who wants to go first? Um, I figure I'll jump first. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about this movie a little bit, okay. so I feel like I'll just jump right into it. It's actually Schindler's List. Oh, ah. okay. So if nobody's seen the movie, it's about a businessman, Oscar Schindler. He arrives in Krakow in 1939, ready to to make his fortune from World War II, which has just started. So it's at the beginning of the war, really. And after joining the Nazi party, he basically just did that so he could uh, get his business up and running quicker. Uh, He ends up staffing his factory with Jewish workers, um, kind of for the same reasons, because they're there quicker. You know, let's just get it done. Let's get in and out. And then uh, once the SS starts uh, exterminating all the Jews, uh, Schindler, he decides, he, he arranges to have all the workers protected in his factory. But then he realizes, like, holy shit, this is awful. And so then he starts trying to save as many people as he can, which is a true story. This car. Oh, good. What about this car? Why did I keep the car? Ten people right there. Ten people. And more people. This pin. Two people. This is gold. Two more people. You would have given me two for at least one. You would have given me one. One more. One more person. Person is there. I could have gone one to a person, and I didn't. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> so the reason I chose this movie is because it's uh like jeff you said earlier it's really important uh and i think uh and when this movie came out in theaters it actually had like a it wasn't really like a law but it's kind of rule to where you couldn't eat popcorn or drink soda and all that shit during the movie which makes sense because could you imagine (laughs) something like (laughs) crinkling by the way i do want to if you go to live theater every time i go to the fucking ballet there's some asshole with like a candy wrapper or like (laughs) some kind of candy when it's supposed to be no food and they're fucking around the entire time, and it drives me insane. So, if you go to live theater, don't bring food into the fucking theater. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I needed a platform to say that on. Um, back to the movie, though. Uh, so, yeah, score, John Williams. It's a beautiful score. Uh, the 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 music really swells with the scenes, and it's just the, the reason how they did the black and white was beautiful. It's just the whole movie is really, uh, the cinematography is great. Uh, it's, you know, it's not like a light movie, <laughs> so don't go in there and be like, hey, yeah. what do you want to watch while we eat, you know, talk about? Uh, you, you, but if you haven't seen it, I think you should see it, because I, I, I wasn't around then, but I do, 
based on like all the books I've read and you know all the documentaries I watch, I feel like they did a pretty good job of portraying like the sadness and the loneliness and just how awful and violent it was. But yeah, it's a great movie. And people always say like, uh, prologue can't become what's it called? Like uh, you need to remember these things so they don't happen again. Exactly. But I think yeah. it's so like that. What's the greatest generation? Quote unquote is all for the most part passed away so it's hard that we don't have like those first person references anymore yeah um so yeah documentaries and movies like this are so important because it's terrifying because it can happen again it is happening throughout the like not to that level but like genocides are still happening Mm -hmm. and like that uh tv show or that show on netflix uh space force which is kind of a comedy but uh steve carell says something great he goes People forget how horrible war is because there's, you know, there's not a war going on right now. People forget how bad polio was because, it was, you know, yeah. it got eradicated. So he goes, it's really important for people to realize how bad stuff is. Otherwise, you're just going to kind of repeat itself. So that's, I think, just that alone is worth watching this movie because you're like, holy shit, like that's that fucking sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And for him to like, he was probably risking his life doing this. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's super powerful at the end too by having survivors being shown. Like just to enforce that this is real. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought Ray Fiennes is great in it. Yeah, no, the casting's mm-hmm. fucking wonderful. Everybody's great. Uh, the one of the funniest uh, Ricky Gervais segments ever is when they have uh, Liam Neeson on the show. Yeah. Life's too short. Have any of you seen I've that? I've seen it. Oh, when he they're acting and he goes, "Do you know why Spielberg picked me?" Because I make lists all the time. And then Ricky Gervais laughs. He goes, "That wasn't a joke." <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Oh. <laughs> so if it wasn't for that movie, that part wouldn't have been great. So yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's fucking gold, 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 gold. But yeah, great movie. I think it deserved the Oscar out of all the movies there. Yeah. There's movies that I enjoy more, but based on you know the subject matter and the like I said, cinematography, music, and directing, just fucking acting, all great. So all right. That's fair. Jeff, you want to do yours? Yeah. So mine is definitely a different type of movie. <laughs> mine, I did uh, Look Who's Talking Now. <laughs> <laughs> now, the family that has everyone talking <laughs> is going to the dogs. I got papers. Uh, who cares? I go on papers. Oh, Let's move it. Move on this. <laughs> Keith, you get me out of here. <laughs> Look who's talking now. This is where we live. Mm, nice cushy thing to sleep on. A little lumpy. Maybe I'll just think of the fattest middle. Samantha has brought us a big surprise. Showing. What do you say you and me go play buried a bone? Look, they like each other. Mongrel. No, we have two dogs. Look how happy it makes them. This is my stinky brother, Mikey. Cute pet dogs. There's the holiday spirit. TriStar Pictures presents... What? No bubbles? Take it away. Jeez. John Travolta. Well, who cares if he can sit down? I can sit down. Or if he can beg. Beg's easy. Kirstie Alley. Santa doesn't want you to be a naughty girl. Who are you, his mother? I'm a Vulcan. How would you like a little death grip? I got it. Danny DeVito. <laughs> as the voice of rocks. A little high strung, aren't we, Daffy? Your mom knew your cousin a little too well, didn't she? <laughs> and Diane Keaton as the voice of... Daphne. I hate this haircut. My butt is freezing. Look who's talking now. There couldn't have been a better movie after that. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't. I don't know if there's any connection, but um, oh my gosh, so, that's good. Have you all seen the look who talking? Who look who's talking? And look who's talking to? And look who's talking now? Yeah, I did, but when I was really young. Yeah, so I had to choose this one as in my top because this is the one where I don't know if I would get a kick out. Nah, 
eh, I still like it, but it's not it's not the best film in the world. But it has such nostalgia for me because I love dog talking movies yeah. so much. Um, so it uh, it tells the story. Of, so in the first look, who's talking? It's Kirstie Alley and John Travolta. Kirstie Alley has an illegitimate son, and then they get together. And then, but there's like Bruce Willis. I think it plays the son, like the baby's like, oh, yeah, inner yeah, dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then look who's talking too. There's a new baby in town, and it's played by Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Um, fabulous. And then what? I can see where this is going and why you picked it. Yeah. So <laughs> totally like my, my cup of tea. And then, um, oh, and the first one at the very end, the sperm and the egg is voiced by Joan Rivers. I remember that yeah. scene, like even now, but yeah. I, when I was a kid, I don't remember if I remember, I don't think I knew what was going on, but I remember seeing that as a child. That yeah. Scene, the beginning like, of it like is orange, right? Yeah, it, yeah. The beginning of, of that one is like all like pretty much start to finish, uh, a semen going into a sperm going into the egg. It's so graphic. It's not yeah. real, but like, <laughs> anyways. And so the third one takes a different dive, but it's during that time in the nineties where dog movies were like the thing. So it has it's the dogs that are doing the talking. So then there's um, uh, rocks played by Danny DeVito, and then Daphne played by uh, Diane Keaton, and then it Here. still has. Kirstie Alley, John Travolta, and then also Andy's uh, nemesis in life, uh, uh, David Gallagher, Simon from the, from Seventh Heaven. I just looked him up and I saw it and I was like, oh. a little fucker. <laughs> He's, like, I think, Andy to David Gallagher is like Jeff to uh, Michelle Trackenberg. Huh. That should be like, on SATs yeah. next year. <laughs> yeah. So David Gallagher, if you're listening, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. We are a no Michelle Trackenberg and David Gallagher fans. Mm, I will not um, stand by that one. <laughs> yeah, um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a zero percent. Yeah, I'm shocked that Diane Keaton like accepted this. Like she had she she was so big yeah. at this time too. It's just like why do you why did you want to do this? Or it's a cute movie. It's <laughs> it's like rocks. Danny DeVito is like a street dog. Daphne's high society. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like a odd couple kind of situation. Uh, Gene S- uh, Siskel uh, gave the film zero stars and called it an abysmal embarrassing sequel Jeez. <laughs> why i like it i love 90s and 2000 movies like air bud uh-huh. earlier uh no more recent beverly hills chihuahua that whole saga is gold <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um the budget was 22 million the box office was about 10 million so they lost about 12 million dollars <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's just a cute movie, and it has. I love Kirstie Alley besides the whole like cult thing, and then same thing with John Travolta. I love him besides the whole cult thing. <laughs> but um, and then I just you know I love the A list and my, the Jeff A list celebrities like Roseanne, Joan Rivers, Bruce Will, like those people like that are in this franchise. I think it's a good a good thing. Yeah, and I mean if you're watching it when you're a kid, especially yeah. it's just fun talking babies and you know, I mean of course it's going to be fun. Or talking animals. Yeah. yeah. This one's talking animals talking but animals. the previous two. Yeah. And it's definitely kind of a rip off of like Beethoven second because it's the same kind of concept, but um but hey, it's good. Yeah. So, Ali, have you seen it? I have not. So, <laughs> based I don't know if I on plan this... to either. <laughs> yeah. But with Danny DeVito's voice, too, that's great. I mean, anything with Danny yeah. DeVito's voice is going to kind of get you, like, kind of involved. He's Homer's yeah, brother. Danny right? awesome. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he Homer's brother? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He was. Oh, there we go. Herb. Yeah. yeah. So, that's that's my. They didn't win any Academy Awards or anything. No. Like that. Yeah. Hey, 
<laughs> it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a Razzie. Yeah, we could check to see that. Right. But yeah, that's my number three. Look who's talking now. Well, Rhea couldn't be here with us, but she did leave her list. And so Rhea's third pick was the movie Dave. Has anybody seen it? No. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, Rhea made me watch this one uh, a couple of years ago. And it was fun. Uh, it's uh, Kevin Klein plays um, the president of the United States. And then the president becomes sick and his White House chief of staff recruits somebody like just a average American uh, who happens to look a lot like the president to fill in for as the double. Mm. And then like the president becomes very sick. And so he basically like becomes president. <laughs> um, but it's supposed, it's a comedy and also like a bit of a romance, but it has Sigourney Weaver. Nice. Yeah. That's a good cast. I like Kevin Klein. I do I like too. Him. Actually. He's great. Uh, anyways, that's yeah. Charles Grodin too. Who's awesome. Oh, and Jeff, Laura Lenny. I don't know who that is. I like the name. But. You don't know who Laura Linney is? Laura Linney. I didn't know. I thought you said something different. <laughs> Laura, you know, I know. I love Laura Linney. I was gonna say, like you like, quoted her in Dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold quoted... Schwarzenegger's in it. What's that? Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. And Dave. It says he plays Sestesso. He. I don't know if we're looking at the same one. Oh, he is. Ben huh. Stein. Yeah, you're right. Jay Leno. Weird. I don't even remember it. Ooh, Dan Butler's in there. He plays Dog in Frasier. Stephen Root, of course. It's great. Uh, huh. Yeah. So, anyways, that was Paul Simon too. Holy shit! Maybe <laughs> I'll check this out. I mean, they're probably just little cameo things, but that's still pretty cool that they got that many people. You know, like yeah. big names just to make little cameos. So. I saw a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger today, and he needs to get his eyebrows shaved a little bit. <laughs> You know Egyptians used to cut their eyebrows off when their cats died Aww. as mourning? Did they really? I saw that on Like cut the eyebrow hair out. or the skin? Probably hair. Oh. <laughs> Just blood going around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Larry so King's dramatic. in this movie, too. Oh, he died, right? Yeah, recently. Yeah. Who, would, who do you think's better, Laura Linney or Laura Dern? If you had to choose, oh. one's gone forever. I'm going to go, wow. I prefer Laura Linney. Really? How about you, Allie? Uh, ever since Ozark, I just really don't like her. <laughs> And it's oh wow! And I think she was great. She was too good at her role to where like I hate her now. You know what I mean? So Laura Dern by the fall. Yeah, yeah. All right, Laura Dern, if you're listening, Ellie kind of likes you. Yeah, that's fair. Oh my god! What if we got? What if we got Laura Dern on the podcast? I would die. (laughs) I would fucking die. But we just talk about Laura Linney the entire time. Yeah, Laura Linney is pretty cool, right? We don't ask her any questions about her own career. We're here to discuss a Laura Lenny movie. How much did Laura Lenny make during the Truman Show? Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, I don't know. Birdie <laughs> asked me that on the phone. <laughs> what was it like working with Jim Carrey? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, for my number three, it's a film we've discussed, but I did have a hard time debating between. This was my hardest pick because I was really torn between two films. Ultimately, I decided on Jurassic Park. Across North America on movie screens, dinosaurs are coming back to life today in the new movie Jurassic Park. The eagerly awaited film was greeted by long lines at special sneak previews Thursday night. Some experts are predicting the Universal Studios picture could generate as much as $50 million in box office business this weekend. And Sid Sheinberg, president of Universal's parent company, MCA, tells the Associated Press he thinks Jurassic will be the biggest picture of all time. Amid widespread criticism that the PG-13 film 
was too violent for young children. Most viewers had nothing but rave reviews. It was fantastic. It was so scary. It, it really God. was the most exciting film I've ever seen. I think if not for the, for the laugh lines in it, people would have had heart attacks. But they were able to get such a visceral, immediate response. I mean, it didn't say this is an effect. It was like, bam. Well, I'm still shaking from it. It's scary. The thrills never stopped. It was amazing. It was really good. It was a little scary sometimes. Sometimes it was funny. It didn't seem to bother them. They just pretty much uh, closed their eyes and said, wake me when it's over. It's the best picture I've seen in about the last 10 years. Mm. Uh, mainly because, one, its impact on film is pretty important uh, for what it did for like visual effects and, and digital art and that kind of stuff. But, I don't know, ever since our debate, Andy, like, Mrs. Doubtfire took a, I lost a couple, it lost a couple <laughs> steps for me, to be honest. And, you know, I was, I was debating between Jurassic Park and Mrs. Doubtfire for number three. Oh, I see. And I, you know, I don't know, like, when you have to pick apart a film, you know, for a debate. That's true. You know, you kind of start seeing those things, and I just, like, it is pretty slow in a lot of places. Um... Whereas, like, Jurassic Park is just, like, kind of, like, there's not really, like, a moment where I'm just, like, I'm, 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 like, wanting to, like, move on to the next scene. Oh, right, right. Yeah, it's funny, because I think I saw uh, Mrs. Doubtfire as a kid, so I had, like, the nostalgia goggles on, so, like, I love it no matter what. But I didn't see Jurassic Park really until, like, I was a teenager. So, it was, like, I was, like, yeah, it's okay. Like, but I also don't like action movies. And it's kind yeah. of action-y suspense. I don't like stuff like that. So that's you know, yeah. And a lot but, of people think it's pretty scary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I saw Jurassic Park as like a little kid, I feel like I might have. But maybe it scared me too. Anyways, but maybe I would like. Maybe it did you have? My list. Did you ever any of you have the the toys from Jurassic Park, like Jurassic Park toys? I remember having a lot of dinosaurs growing up. I'm not sure if they were Jurassic Park or if I just enjoyed dinosaurs. I don't yeah. Know. Um, I remember growing up. I really wanted a Utah Raptor and it was like this action figure. It was really cool. And I asked for it for Christmas and my, my parents are famous for this. Like I'll ask for something and I'll always get something that's like close, but never the exact same, never the exact thing I wanted. And that was like one of the first things I remember getting. I was like, Oh, this is not what I wanted at all. They just get your Utah flag. They got me like this stuff one. Like, it, <laughs> You're like, I wanted a dinosaur, not the Utah State flag. <laughs> I wanted an action figure, and this was like a stuffed animal, and I was like so mad about it. Oh. Yeah. So, you so if you're listening, Mom, drama? fuck you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, yeah, I had a couple of toys from Jurassic Park. I'm sorry that you went through that. Me and my cousin were playing with dinosaur toys mm-hmm. once when we were kids. And I wanted to be the T Rex. They were his toys. Yeah. I wanted to be the T Rex. <laughs> and like, the same cousin that you like threw something at, and then they threw something at you. Oh, no, that's that's the story. I already told the story then. Yeah. Oh. Because okay. we were playing dinosaurs, and I wanted to be the T Rex, and then he was like, "No, nah, nah, nah. so I took this like glass jar and I smashed his <laughs> finger, and then he threw a Where's Waldo book at me, and it almost cut off my ear. Oh my! I thought it was something about Power Rangers last time. No, this is dinosaur. Oh, it was always yeah. the dinosaur. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, man, you were just beating up on your cousin every time. I know. I'm not close with him anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, that's gold. Yeah. Um, we should do a debate episode of like Jurassic Park versus Mrs. Doubtfire, it sounds like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> debate episode. You could do Jurassic Park versus dinosaurs. The TV I would, show. I would probably argue that Jurassic Park had a video game and Mrs. Doubtfire did not. 
Jurassic Park versus Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be better than dinosaurs. Oh boy. Uh, if Nazis had dinosaurs, it would have a different story. Yeah. Well, they were into the occult. What? They were like into like witchcraft and shit. Nazis were. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's us. <laughs> yeah, are we the baddies? <laughs> there's a British show. I can't remember the name of it, but there's a clip to where it's like they're like about. Nazis, basically, and they have like skulls and <laughs> snakes on their hat. And they're like, "Hey, I just had a thought. Are we the baddies? <laughs> no, what do you mean? We're like the death squad here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like, are we the bad ones? Oh, that's funny. I wish they would have realized that. <laughs> um, but ever since we've done that episode review, which wasn't that long ago. Um, do you, how, do, how, do you either of you have any stronger opinions since doing it, or? No, I just re-listened to that episode though, and it's pretty freaking funny. Yeah. Um, but it, it 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 did make me realize how important that movie is, and I can definitely see mm-hmm. why people have it so high. Like they, yeah, and they show their kids, and it's like a long. I can definitely see why yeah. because, like we talked about the, uh, it still holds up for the most part. Like all the effects and everything it's still great it's just good storytelling the way uh he the way that he he wouldn't show what everybody's excited about but then you finally get the reveal that will hold mm-hmm. up forever I'm like mm-hmm. yeah no it's still, it's a good movie yeah yep yeah the uh the physical dinosaurs like the ones they actually built are so impressive mm-hmm. honestly more impressive than anything we see today um yeah. and uh, this is one too that i just i don't like any of the sequels uh, and I really just wish they would have just made it a standalone film. I think it would have been so good. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It's still high on my list. I still enjoy it. Like if it's on, I'm happy to watch it. No problem. I like the cast a lot. So yeah, it was easy for me to kind of put this in number three after after thinking about it. Yeah, they get wor- the second one's bearable. But like I watched the lost wor- the new ones, <laughs> Jurassic World. So bad. They need to stop making Bryce Dallas Howard a movie star. Like stop that. <laughs> Like, I don't think she's talented. Mm. Like, I know she's a redhead, so that's cool. But, like, she just bugs me. <laughs> she's a redhead. So. I always thought you were a redhead. Who, me? Me? Yeah. Okay. Just like, <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, it's not Andy. <laughs> no, yeah. But do, do you do you be like, oh, have you seen the new Bryce Dallas Howard movie? <laughs> like, is that is that something you say ever? No, no one likes her. Uh, okay. What do you like her? I, I I think she's great. I don't have any. What's a movie? What's your favorite Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard movie? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm not like oh my god yes I'm I'm excited to like watch the movie with her. I just think like anything I've seen her in, I think she's been good. I just don't think she's lead actress. Sure, yeah, that's I right. I can understand that you know like lead actress material sure, but I don't know. I just enjoy 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 her. <laughs> Lady in the Water. Did you like that one? No. You didn't like it or you hadn't seen it? I haven't seen it. Yeah. But um <laughs> but there's so many movies I have seen her in. Spider Man Two. Oh, Barf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. All right. Barf. Yeah. Barf. I think she's hot. You think she's hot? Yeah, I think she's pretty. No way. Yeah, but there's if you had to bang Sigourney Weaver or her, who would you bang? <laughs> A thousand percent Bryce. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Different opinions. <laughs> uh, well, Andy, let's do your number two. Speaking of really hot redheads, mm. uh, this movie I loved as a kid, and I still love it now. I find it hilarious. Uh, it's silly. I like slapstick comedy. 
It's Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh-huh. <laughs> 20th Century Fox presents the motion picture event of the summer. The summer of 1125 A.D. That's him. Robin Hood. Good evening. The Hoods from the Woods are back. Yo, yo, yo. Check it out. Little John. Prince John. More bubbles. Oh, yes, yeah, now it's happening. The Sheriff of Rottingham. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> I accept. Maid Marian. A chastity belt? It's an Everlast. And a Rabbi Tuckman. Hello, boys. He's the first action hero. And white men can't jump. And the last word in comedy. <laughs> Why should the people listen to you? Because, unlike some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. Robin Hood, men in tights. A Mel Brooks film. Yes! The legend had it coming. It's not going to win any Oscars. It's, you know, it, but it's just a silly, freaking fun movie. Uh, Mel Brooks, of course, the, the great, talented, wonderful Mel Brooks. And if you haven't seen it, basically, it's a take on Robin Hood's story, but just a lot of slapstick and comedy uh, involved in it. But the person I was talking to just now about Hot Redheads is Amy Yazbek. Do you, do you guys remember her? Huh. She was in Wings. And it was, she was like one of my first, like probably top ten first crushes ever. Had you have life. a picture of her? Uh, I can probably find one, yeah. Uh, but Richard Lewis is in it. I love him. He's mm. a funny stand-up comedian. I love him as the prince. He's really irritable, um, which I like. There's just a lot of really funny like uh, jokes in there. Like uh, when Robin Hood finally makes it back, he kicks the shit out of all the guards, and the main guard goes to uh, the, the prince and said, "Hey, man, we got a problem." He's like, "I don't want to hear that." And he goes, "Okay." Why don't you tell me what the problem is, but say it happy, and maybe that won't affect me. <laughs> so then he's like, he's trying to say it, but he's laughing. He goes, Robin's back, and he just kicked the shit out of us. And then he's like, what are you doing? This is bad news, you know? But then Dom DeLuise is in it. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard's in it. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Uh, it's like an all-star cast. Uh, there's just a lot of really funny, funny, if you like slapstick and you like that stupid, irreverent comedy where... She's pretty. Yeah, she is really pretty. Um, yeah, if you just like that funny one-line jokes, it's great. I actually I'm so mad. I do this all the time when I'm at work because I was watching it at work today. Um, not really, yeah. But uh, I was making notes, <laughs> and I forgot to bring the notes home with me, all the little jokes I like. So, uh, yeah, good movie, though. <laughs> 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 I love Mel Brooks films, but I haven't seen this one. What? Weird. Yeah. That's crazy. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, a blink. Oh, there's a blind person. Um, nice. And his uh, name's uh, Blinken. So there's jokes throughout. That it's like, hey, Blinken. And then he goes, hey, Blinken, where? <laughs> no, hey, Blinken. <laughs> yeah, just stupid shit like that. I fucking love it. Uh, yeah, and then I love Richard Lewis. I, I think he's so funny because he's irritated in this movie the entire time. He's like, what's with all the noise? <laughs> but I don't know. I really like... Curb, he's on Curb, you know, all those oh, ones. He's so. so good on Curb. 
Oh, exactly. Yeah, he plays the same kind of character, but just as like a prince in this one. <laughs> so, Kerry uh, Elwes or whatever Elways, yeah. I don't know how to say his name. He is phenomenal in this. He takes a lot of shots at Kevin Costner. Uh, he's like, unlike other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. <laughs> you know, things like that. And then Dom DeLuise is uh, funny in it. But yeah, just a lot of great, funny people. Good. Yeah, if you like stupid comedies, check it out. When you think of Robin Hood, does this come to mind or the Fox? I've never, oh, I haven't seen that cartoon since I was such a little kid. Like, I can't even remember it at all. And I've never seen the one with Kevin Costner. Oh, neither have I. Yeah. So, when I think of Robin Hood, I think of this one. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's only like an hour and 20 minutes, too. So, if you're ever bored doing stuff around the house or doing laundry and you just want to, like, watch a funny movie really quick where you don't have to pay too much attention to, I say this one. I feel like that movie. No, I've on, heard. I haven't seen it. It's on HBO. I've heard a lot about it. That it's like a must watch, like like a, a staple of the time. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you like Airplane, that's uh, a good movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a, it's that type of humor. Like, there's one part where uh, Robin Hood's like, everybody, you know, the prince is taxing us too much. Lend me your ears, and then they all throw ears at him. Nice. And he goes, hmm, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> just shit like that. I just love that little stupid stuff. So it, you yeah. mentioned blind. Do blind people blink? I don't know. I'm assuming. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. Um, Probably. It's on Max right now or HBO Max. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll have to watch that soon. Uh, when you think, when you mention like those slapsticky comedies, I always, I, I just recently rewatched um, um, Naked Gun. Oh yeah, Naked They're Gun's so gold good. for sure. They're so funny. OJ Simpson. <laughs> horrible but he is so good in those movies sure. like when he's falling yeah. and he's dying and stuff he's <laughs> hilarious yeah no those are great movies and then yeah i want to rewatch uh dead and loving it i haven't seen that for a long time i haven't, with, seen, that uh, I haven't seen that in a long time either leslie nielsen and then there was, oh, there was one movie. i watched growing up that was so stupid but i loved it when i when i was a kid watching it was mafia I was going to say, was it Mafia? Yeah. I was about to cut you off. But yeah, I remember Mafia too. And <laughs> so he goes, yeah, a lot of people just send this money and so saves on airfare. <laughs> and just things like that. Yeah, yeah, I'd love those dumb comedies. And I, it's like my thing about shows, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, yeah. uh, what's that one show, Jim Tan Laundry? I don't know. Oh, Jersey about. Shore? Yeah, uh, Jersey Shore. I remember, like, everybody was watching. They go, we watch it because it's so bad. Like, they they think it's, like ironic mm. that they're they're watching it out of iron it's like no you just enjoy that these are also dumb you know yeah. but they're they're supposed they're fun and they're supposed to be dumb so i don't know there's like a difference because my girlfriend's like wait you talk shit about this but you're just watching like tim american dumb shit too i'm like yeah but it's different it's supposed yeah. it's like art yeah. it's supposed to be dumb and silly, it's also so i don't know like as like simple as the comedy is for that it's also like so hard to write and make that kind of stuff work yeah, I think comedy is harder to write than anything else, mm-hmm. like, for sure. I mean, well, it's, it, one reason is because it's so hard to make multiple people laugh because mm-hmm. people find things different, you know. But everybody can be like, oh, I don't know, like, if a dog died, 99% of people can be like, oh, that's really sad. But when they say, give me your ears, and people throw the ears at them, I don't think 99% of people are going to laugh at right. that. Don't know where I'm going with this, yeah. but that's, that's so, something that's I That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. And then it's a good song to open the movie with. We're men, we're men in tights, tight tights. Anyway, it's a good, it's a great movie. <laughs> well, Jeff, take it away with number two. Yeah, my number two is Free Willy. Okay. Oh, so good, so 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 good. In a world where beauty is held captive, miss your family. It takes a special friend. Willie doesn't have a problem with me. Ah! Yeah. Wait. 
appreciate each other. Looks like Willie's got himself a soulmate. To set you free. What's the matter? Whale's still not performing. We're getting deeper into this. He was too big and too old to be caught in the first place. Hey, the whale's worth more dead than a lot. Tried to kill him. Warner Brothers proudly presents. Let's free Willie. He's got family out there. I heard him. The most unexpected friendship of the year. I gotta look out for Willie, and I gotta do what's best for him. Understand? If we don't get Willie into water soon, he's gonna die. Nobody steals a whale. Greatest adventure of the summer. Free Willy. Anyways, um, I love this movie. So people, have you seen it? Andy has not seen it all the way. No, so technically I've just seen a movie called Willy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I've never seen it to the point where he gets freed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ali, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so people who haven't seen it, it's like a, a whale is like in captivity and is like performing and stuff like that. And there's like this troubled kid named Jesse, I think his name is, and he's like up to no good. And then he gets in trouble, is in foster care or whatever. And then I don't remember if he like has to do like community service at the aquarium, which that's like a cush little job right there. And he befriends the whale, and then he's like, oh, I'm gonna free the whale, and then he like frees the whale with like help of other people, I think, and then. I don't know, uh, but I I grew up and I was just like, oh, this movie's so good because Keiko, the whale that was in it, got um, by this movie happening. He was up in Mexico, down in Mexico, and performing and whatever. And then people were like, free Keiko. So then they sent, they petitioned and everything. And then the they got him moved to the Oregon Coast Aquarium where they like rehabilitated him to an extent, released him, and he was in the wild for like, or she, I think it was a she, uh, was in the wild for like. I don't know, 15 months or whatever, then died. Um, Damn. But anywho, uh, it has cast. Andy likes it. Uh, the that that guy from Resident Dog Reserve Reservoir Dog. Michael Madsen. Oh, yeah, Michael. wow. Reservoir. He, I googled him today. He is not aged well. His son's stepdad is. I think we talked about this. <laughs> Brian Setzer. Oh. I did not know that. How oh. cool do you think that kid is? Probably. Though? <laughs> I mean, he's probably an adult now, but... Wait, his stepson is Brian Sensor? I think his dad... Step- or yeah, no, his son's stepdad is Brian Sensor. So his dad is Mr. Blonde, and then yeah. his stepdad is Brian Sensor. Like, those are fucking really yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> he um, might be a dick, I don't know. My dad worked for, like, the water department. Your dad's cool as shit, yeah, so imagine cool. if he was an actor. Yeah. How much cooler he, he so would much have been. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, it also had uh, Lori Petty, who played the veterinarian trainer person, and she also was wish my dog Gus Gus a happy birthday on his Instagram page yeah. at Gus Gus underscore the dog bling it has Daniel Harris from Roseanne and uh, the Halloween 4 and 5 and the lead kid reminded me a lot of the kid from Blank Check and I thought those kids mm-hmm. were so fucking cool me like Blank Check is like a fucking amazing movie yeah, yeah. Um, it's, box it's office really it had a hundred oh yeah, yeah. there's yeah. the end scene when she oh, kisses him yeah that's, that's like, awful but even like big she straight up has sex with him. Whoa. Elizabeth, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth. Not, no. no. Uh, I love Elizabeth Shue, by the way. Elizabeth. Oh, Perkins. Mm-hmm. Um, from Flintstones and Mir- Miracle. It doesn't matter. Um, she fucks Tom Hanks. I'm uh, Tom Hanks oh, over yes, here. Yeah. But he's <laughs> yeah. but he's like a teenager. Or kid. A child, Anyways, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, and she, I feel like she knew it at that time too. But anyways, okay. So box <laughs> office, it, it did 153 million dollars. The budget was 20 million. But and I was like, oh, that's a good profit. Well, yeah, they uh, treated Keiko like shit. So whatever. Um, and then uh, Rotten Tomatoes was a 71 percent. But here's the deal. Uh, the soundtrack gold. Oh, like even yeah. though I don't like Michael Jackson because he did the little kids. Well, but um, uh, we don't. I mean, allegedly. Allegedly, he settle. But settling, I mean, that's I don't know. Allegedly, I still can appreciate his music to an extent and the impact he made on the world. But he was still like a questionable individual. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I die, they're gonna be like, he was so politically correct. Um, <laughs> but uh. Will You Be There, such a great song. I think it was like in the Billboard, uh, whatever, tracking. And then uh, this is specifically for my sister and my best friend, Keeleen. But we like uh, reworked some of the lyrics. Oh. So it's like, um, everyone knows you control my pee. I'm so confused you can poop on me. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why it's funny. Just like defecation is, is humorous to us mm -hmm. as kids. It had SWV and I know I wasn't on the, I slow down my talk. I wasn't on the episode of the 90s, 93 music one. Um, probably had an emotional breakdown or something. But um, but SWV, I love. They're like like here and here with TLC. But they had a song right here on there. And then also New Kids on the Block, um, Keep on Smiling. Like, I love New Kids on the Block, too. Like, don't get me started. Um, but anyways, that's my thought on that. I'm not going to go on my rants about global warming and how much marine life matters to all of us and, like, the world in general. Because I'm, like, going through, like, a crisis right now mm -hmm. with that but everybody should watch Ali's girlfriend pointed out to me uh Seaspiracy on Netflix it's a great documentary it's gonna like change your it's gonna blow your fucking mind oceans are so important trees we give them too much credit because <laughs> I always thought trees gave us oxygen and we, sure we get oxygen from trees and they do a lot of crazy shit too but the oceans we get 80% of our oxygen from <laughs> trees so you've I had it too good for too long <laughs> <laughs> what trees you've had it too good for too long <laughs> exactly but um but and i i think and i think i told you guys about this like i think the reason that we care so much about trees is because we constantly see them getting murdered mm. and we use their body parts as paper <laughs> and then pencils and everything and toilet paper or i wipe my ass with trees but we don't see the 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 shit going on with the oceans because we're not like right next to the ocean like in the ocean out of sight out of mind out of sight out of mind but um, but anyways, so that's my thing. It's conspiracy. Watch it. Do it. Mm -hmm. Like this is something that's probably gonna happen in our lifetime that the oceans are gonna die and then we're gonna die. So, well, uh -huh. you know my stance on this. Well, yeah, I will that. fucking nuke the ocean tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want to see any more fish. That's just gross. <laughs> but with this movie, it looks like it takes place in Portland. Um, <laughs> it says because I'm looking up the plot. It says months later in Portland, Jesse is troubled and he like leaves his parents. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. But so do they? Do they film it in Portland? Like, do you see like landmarks and stuff? I think that the only I don't remember. Yeah, like, I I don't know. But I know that like the second one, which didn't have Keiko, had like animatronic thing in it. Was took place in Astoria, so I, I'm assuming then it it did take place in Oregon. I used to live in Astoria, but I remember seeing Keiko when I was like in fifth grade or something yeah. like that at the uh, thing at the coast. Yeah, it was so amazing to like see that celebrity. He's probably like just like kill me the whole time because he's so miserable. <laughs> kill me. <laughs> uh, but I remember when he would like when he would like poop and stuff, and we would just be like, ha! like <laughs> you're swimming in your own feces. Oh, uh, so Al it was filmed in Seaside, Astoria, and Portland. 
Oh, there, we there we go. Mm-hmm. Allie, what did you think of Free Willy? I loved it growing up. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so I don't know how it holds up. Um, but this was Rhea's number one. Oh, wow. And um, she was, she of course loves the Michael Jackson song because she's brought that up before. Um, and then the cast is great. She likes Michael Madsen in it. Um, August Schellenberg is an indigenous actor. It's uh, really good in it. She oh, there we go. Um, and I'm looking at the cast, and it's pretty good. There's also Lori Petty, Jane Atkinson, uh, Michael Ironside, who voices Darkseid in the DC animated shows. Uh, so yeah, pretty decent cast. And I like that, like it has the plot of the whale and like all that jazz, mm-hmm. but then it also deals with like your family and like family issues and like what is a family. Yeah. I like that. Sure. Yeah, because I think whales are really family-oriented, right? Don't yeah. they, like, live in the same pod for their whole lives or some shit? Yeah, they tried to introduce Keiko into a pod in, like, Norwegian, Norwegian, Norway. There were three more sequels. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Three more? I thought there was only two. Like, the adventure and then, like... Uh, the last one's kind of weird. It goes, uh, the return of Keiko. <laughs> he's pissed. Yeah, they should. <laughs> like, he has, like, you, a shotgun. Like, what did you think was going to happen, like... Like, he's in captivity for his whole life, like, treated like shit, and then, like, you just were, like, here. Number like, four goes off the rails. It's called Escape from Pirate's Cove. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> when Keiko kills the bad guy, he goes, suck my Moby dick. Oh, <laughs> uh, it has Bindi Irwin and Bo Bridges in the... <laughs> Oh, wow. really? Bindi, huh? Uh-huh. Wow, we were both really like, no way! <laughs> You're like, oh Bindi. my god, we need to see this. <laughs> she I've just been, had a baby. I've been on a Steve Irwin kick about like how none of us realized what a fucking angel we had. Yeah. Yeah. God damn yeah, it. I always thought growing up that he was just like wrestling things. I feel like that's going to happen when Guy <laughs> Fieri dies. Like Everyone's going to be like, he was actually so Who? good. Guy Fieri. Oh, yeah. I saw the comedian. He goes, what's he doing wrong? Yeah, Shane Torres has an amazing bit. <laughs> oh, was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like that he wears his glasses. Some, okay, this is a boring story, so you can cut it out if you want. But at my work, there's like a landscaping company, and the new, the lesbian landscaper that I love, because I'm like, she's lesbian, she knows what she's doing. She's like getting fired or whatever. Um, and then her replacement is a guy, and she was like, warned me. She was like, he wears his sunglasses on the back of his head. Like watch out, and I was like, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. That is weird. Yeah, like I, feel I like don't. There's trust so many it. places you can put it. <laughs> yeah, like on your shirt collar, yeah. or like a uh, little above your eyes. Yeah, why? So you just have to bring them down if need be. <laughs> yeah, I just don't trust people that wear sunglasses in the back of their head. What did that have to yeah, do? Yeah, when with Steve, what you're talking about Steve Irwin. No, when he died, <laughs> though, my friend Nick and I threw a party, and it wasn't like a celebratory party that he died, but it was a rem- remembrance party. But we had a poster. And you weren't allowed in unless you kissed the poster. Oh. And if people didn't kiss the poster, we stuck to our guns. You could not come in. So everybody had to kiss the poster before they came in. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, right? And then, but I was thinking about, like, imagine if we had that, like, right in, like, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> everybody would have died from COVID. Well, I was thinking, this, this is so too far, but it would be <laughs> fucked up if you, like, did a poster of him. And it was, like, pin the tail on the donkey, but it was, like, pin the stingray on the... <laughs> That's too far. That's another reason we got to destroy the ocean is because of Steve Irwin. The thing that killed him was in the ocean. Stingrays, I think, that's very unlikely that's going to happen. And he did wrestle things. So, like, didn't he always wrestle crocodiles? Are you saying Steve Irwin deserved his death? (laughs) No. That's what you're kind of leaning towards. (laughs) But how do you you get killed by a stingray? Yeah, I know, right? I don't know. I don't think it was a stingray that killed him. What do you think it was? It was a thing with, like, a crazy... Isn't a stingray, stingray, like, electric? And they have like no. that sharp ass tail horn. Is that a stinger? No. Yeah. 
I thought the stingray didn't have any tail horns. It makes me so sad. I wonder if his wife is remarried. I, she loved him so much. I feel mm. like she didn't. She's from Eugene. Right? Yeah. Huh. A stingray. You're right. I'm sad that he died. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> me too. But, like, I just thought, thought that... I didn't know that he was such a... Like, I just remember him crawling on things and then, like, feeding a crocodile when he was holding his baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember those things. But again, Michael Jackson held blanket outside the window. Boom. I don't know. I don't know the connection <laughs> yeah, on that one, know. but I don't know either. <laughs> All right, now back to you, Ali. Yeah, Ali. Are we done, Free <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so uh, my number two is uh, Tombstone. In Tombstone, crime ruled the streets, violence stalked the innocent, and every stranger was your enemy. Until Wyatt Earp and his brothers arrived. And now, all hell is about to break loose. Kurt Russell. Val Kilmer, Bill Paxton, Jason Priestley, Sam Elliott, Dana Delaney, Michael Bean, Powers Booth, Charlton Heston. You gonna do something or just stand there and bleed? Justice is coming to Tombstone. Oh, great movie. Yes. Uh, fantastic film. And uh, the reason I, I when I first was making a list, I was like, man, it's it's probably Tombstone, right? And then, uh, but I did rewatch it, and it it does have some production issues a little bit. It's not like the best, well shot, or even I don't know. Sometimes the dialogue's a little silly, um, yeah. but I I do love that it's like so traditional, like Western, um, and I do love that it's not like um, one that really has any indigenous you know negative portrayal of indigenous people either um so it's just like a it's just a solid western film without any mm-hmm. um but i mean the cast is incredible um kurt russell who i would rather watch in a western than kevin costner personally um i think he's great and then you know you can't not mention val kilmer and just oh yeah i, w- I-, I would say like easily his best role Exactly, and I it's I've said this in the past where like he does so good as Doc Holliday. Everybody else, did, they did great, mm-hmm. no issue. But I think he completely steals the movie. When I think back about yeah. the movie, I only think back of Val Kilmer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, because he's like he's he's so good at like he's he's very sick, so he has to play that role. He's just a fucking badass in so many in scenes he's he's in, mm-hmm. um, and then like. You know, now that I'm like full of estrogen, like I was watching the final scene and like I'm just crying because like, you know, he had the one friend in his life and, uh, you know, and begs him that, to begs him to leave his bedside because he's 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 you know he doesn't want him to have pity for him that kind of stuff like yeah was like oh man like the dynamic the, the that role for him is really dynamic actually when you watch it 
there's that line to where one of the other guys goes like, man, why are you doing this? You know, you, you look like shit. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, he's my friend. And he goes, hell, man, I got a lot of friends. He goes, I don't. Or something like yeah. that. So fucking cool. Val Kilmer is so badass in that movie. I didn't know what I'll Be Your Huckleberry was until I looked it up. Uh-huh. That's what they used to call pallbearers. Oh. So, like, I'll carry your casket. Oh, I didn't know what that meant. That's so For some cool reason, now. I thought it was... Yeah, right? It gets even cooler <laughs> when you hear that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that probably would have been on my list, but... I, I feel like it kind of has the same effect as like the Dark Knight Rises uh, or the Dark Knight for me because okay. everybody thinks it's like the best superhero movie. I think it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good borderline great. But I think uh, Heath Ledger did so good in that. That's what kind of brought everything else up a step. And that's the same mm-hmm. thing I kind of feel like with Val Kilmer. He did such a great job of that. Like I said, it's a good movie, yeah. borderline great, but I think Val Kilmer really kind of brought it to the Yeah, like you can forgive some of like the production issues and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, because some scenes that go on a little long, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, why are they still riding this fucking horse right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, like the love story is a little like, okay, I don't, how much of that do we, well, I get it? But yeah, yeah, but a great movie overall. I, I think it's I didn't see it till I was an adult and I, I felt I was like, really? this is such, I was like 24 when I saw it. I'm like, why did I wait so long to see this movie? Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, my dad loved it and had me watch it growing up. And I, I for some reason, really stuck with me. Um, the cast is, is outside of like the main. You know, you also have Bill Paxton and um, Sam Elliott. But outside of them, uh, going down the list, there's Jason Priestley, nice. who we just talked about, right? Nice. Um, Stephen Lang was the most surprising one. Like he plays Ike, who's like kind of like the buffoon character. Um, but if you look at him today, like complete transformation, like he looks so good. It's wild. Um, also has Billy Bob Thornton, Michael yeah. Rooker, Billy Zane, Powers Booth. Oh, yum. Powers Booth is so good in it. Um, Thomas Hayden Church, uh, Frank Stallone, not that like that matters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got Terry O'Quinn from Lost, um, a bunch of like really classic Western stars also. You know, so there's a lot of there's a little bit of homage to that um, group as well. So, uh, yeah, you know, like you said, it's not like the best production, but like put it all together. Really mm-hmm. great cast, really amazing performance from a couple of them. Um, yeah. And it's all based on true stuff, which is, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's obviously exaggerated, but like, you know, it's still really, you know, a fun watch. So mm-hmm. I concur. I didn't know that it had Jason Priestley and Billy Zane. Like, yeah, two they also kind of like, have like this little love yeah. thing going on in it. Between the two of them? Uh-huh. Holy moly. Jeff. I've, I've talked so much shit about this movie, and I've never seen it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just like looks like not my jam, and I just can't stand Bill Paxton. He he, like, he does not have a very big role in it. Um, okay. So, I might have to watch this. Though. I think, I think we it's should. worth watch, for sure. Yeah. Um, Who are the leading the leading ladies in it? Honestly, n- no one really memorable. <laughs> oh, uh, Dana uh, or even Delaney big, and right? Paula... Dana Delaney from Desperate Housewives. Oh my God! Oh, oh. Paula Malcolmson, Michael Malcolm, Dana Wheeler Nicholson. Yeah, Dana Delaney, Joanna Pacula. Okay, I might need to watch this then. <laughs> Joanna Pacula. <laughs> like, I love Desperate Housewives. Have you seen Desperate Housewives? I've so Robert uh, Robert Mitchum narrates it, and he's the guy who does uh, beef. It's what's for dinner. Oh my oh, god! Weird. Do you know who uh, <laughs> I heard in an interview who Robert Mitchum had sex with, uh-uh. had an affair with? 
Joan Rivers. Oh. Weird. Yeah, they had Good an affair. Circle. Yeah, they had an affair when she was uh, guest hosting The Tonight Show, and huh. she was married, and she had an affair with him. No, good for her. Yeah. She was, Joan Rivers, she was the stand-up comedian, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I just read somewhere that when she died, they found a book, and she had like 3,500 jokes written down in it or something like she that. Never she never stopped. Like a, she never stopped a day in her life. Yeah. 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 Or he, Rolodex or uh, something like that. Those old library drawers. Like yeah. She has those, and they just got, I posted on uh, Facebook, they just put it into like the Comedian Hall of Fame. Oh, thing. maybe I, for you, maybe yeah. I will. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, although she wouldn't be pc today at all like but i just yeah. like have such a i don't know i just love Joan no Rivers. she's uh she's amazing and she paved the way for so many so uh, uh this did go this was nominated for the mtv movie awards for best male performance val kilmer oh. and most desirable male val kilmer he is hot. interesting that he looks like shit the whole time <laughs> that's why he was so sick in that movie yeah right? Huh. All right. Well, anyways, um, I just love it. Uh, it won't never. I mean, it's and this is one of those that's like top ten films of all time for me. I just, I just, I keep going back to it. And I just enjoy it every time. So, yeah, great movie. All right, we are moving on to number one. <clears throat> okay, yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, so I am gonna talk about this movie, but first, let me know if, if I'm gonna play the music for it. Let okay. me know if you have any idea of what movie this is gonna oh, be. Boy. I can't hear it. Oh, damn it. Okay. I don't have no idea. It sounds romantic. It gets better. Oh, Sleep is in Seattle. There's never any questions. Lovers in discretion. And it's like a smooth jazz thing. And I'll I'll get sent to the clip. But I'm going to slowly bring it down. So, (laughs) that's weird, right? That's why. Okay. That is for... Uh, the 1993 movie called Batman Mask of the oh, Phantasm? Phantasm. Yes. Oh. The outro credit song has like this smooth jazz love song, and it's the weirdest shit. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? I get because of the movie, I kind of get it, but to this extent, no way. I'll send you the clip a little okay. bit later. I, I just but. watched this uh, last year. For the first time. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And the reason I picked this is because a lot of people say, oh, I'll just, in case you haven't seen it, I'll just do Okay, so it was set in the 1940s. The troubled yet heroic Batman, played by Kevin Conroy, who every time I picture Batman in my head when I'm reading a comic book, that's his voice, uh, is pitted against a mysterious figure who's, who is rubbing out Gotham City's most dangerous criminals and who many believes is the caped crusader himself. Batman's alter ego, ego Millionaire Bruce Wayne is about to get married to the lovely Andrea Beaumont, Dana Delaney. Wow. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Who helps him recover from his need to avenge his parents' murder, meaning uh, that his crime-fighting days may be numbered. This Christmas, for the first time, America's most exciting and legendary motion picture hero comes to the screen like you've never seen him before. The Bat! In an all-new, larger-than-life feature film. Now, the Dark Knight confronts his newest and most menacing villain. Your angel of death awaits. The Phantasm. I want you. And faces his greatest danger. Can't be too careful with all those weirdos around. A soaring new adventure. Batman. Mask of the Phantasm. The animated movie coming for a Christmas you'll never forget. 
So the reason I liked it is because uh, I, I didn't see this probably until I was like 13. I didn't see it when it first came out. Maybe I did, but maybe I don't remember because that's right around the time the Batman animated series. So maybe I kind of put them together. But for me, this is the first time it really kind of focused more on the Bruce Wayne aspect, like his love life and how that affects him being Batman. And, and the fact that there's this one scene where he's like crying at his parents' grave. He's like, hey, I might not be able to do what I promised you to because I'm happy. And when I made that promise, I never thought I'd ever be happy again. And I was like, holy shit, that's pretty heavy for like a kid's Batman movie, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there's the twist at the end. Uh, I haven't watched it for so long. So when I was watching it, I was like, how does this end? And then it happened. I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, yeah. So I fucking really love the uh, twist ending. I don't think anybody uh, saw that coming when they first saw it. Maybe they did. I don't know. But uh, if you look up, like, best animated Batman movies, this one's always near the top, mm -hmm. if not the top. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's great. It's, it's the same director who did the animated series. Uh, same kind of story writing, storytelling, animation. It gets great. It's really, it, it's like, it's wonderful. <laughs> and it's, it's short. It's like an hour and 20 minutes, something like that again. Nothing too crazy, so you, you can watch it pretty quickly. But, uh, yeah, if you're a fan of superheroes in any way, I'd highly recommend this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I had a friend recommend it. It was like, you really should see that one. It's really good. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I was, I was it was great. actually released on Christmas Day, too. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. How would you feel if... So they have the reboot of X-Men 97. How would you feel if they did that with Batman? Uh, like I would the, I would be okay with it, just because so many people have already done... Even when Kevin Conroy was alive, so many people, different people, have done Batman's voice. That, mm. Like, in my head, that's the Batman I picture, but not everybody. Like, Will Friedle, he does Batman Beyond. He's Eric from Boy Meets World. Oh wow! So even he, you know what I mean? So it's just such a wide range of people. Yeah. So. yeah. Like you would watch. Diedrich Bader does them yeah. now and some of the animated stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, it depends. Yeah. I would start if, but like if the first couple, it depends. Like, yes and no. Like, uh, I don't know. I really like the. I liked. So what I like when it comes to superheroes, I like where it's a little more grounded. That's why growing up, I've always just kind of like DC a little bit better than Marvel. And that's fine. Marvel, but Marvel to me has always been a little bit more fantastical, a little more like wild and like, yeah, it's, it's like Galactus fan it's fantasy. That's a, yeah, the mm -hmm. Galactus eats galaxies. So it's like, you know, uh, you know, which is cool. But like when there's just like a murder on the side, like, oh, that's a little more relatable. So I've always kind of liked a little more the, the darker stuff. So if it was mm -hmm. like a dark, a little more relatable. But I know it's a superhero thing. Not, you know, they're not flying around, I, which I give. Who go, oh, super, yeah, okay. But they're relating with real world problems, and they just happen to be superheroes. That's what I really like about it. So, But, yeah, uh, to answer your question, yes, most likely I'd watch it. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Jeff? My number one is Homeward Bound. Nice. So yeah. uh, this is, like, the epitome of, like, dog and cat talking movies. So good. The only thing I would change is I want their mouths to move. Two of your top that. three has animals talk. <laughs> <laughs> Mine has a bat. Yeah. Uh, bat. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait. Yours has Batman. Schindler's List had the guy from Batman. And then what was your middle one? I already Robin forgot. Hood. What was your middle one? Tur tomb no, Allie's was Tombstone. Tombstone. What was your middle one? Uh, it was the Robin Hood Men of Tights. But who... From Schindler's List is Batman? Neil, Liam Neeson. He's, he's in, in the Batman. Batman. Oh, he's in Batman 1. Begins. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. So, huh. Um, anyway, so Homer Bound, amazing movie. 
from Walt Disney Home Video. I'm gonna miss you so much. Left behind with family friends. Have a nice vacation! And far from their home. Three beloved pets take matters into their own paws. He's Shadow. Something doesn't smell right. She's sassy. Cats rule and dogs drool. He's Chaz. Get a life. Get nine of them. <laughs> now, they're determined to find their way back. I'm going home. Wait. They're off on an adventure they'll never forget. Oh, this ground isn't nearly soft enough. Don't be such a sissy, sassy. It's an untamed world full of surprises. What's that smell? Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! I never thought anything could smell too much. Hey, you! Where nothing comes easy. Hey, hey, Scram, get your own fish. Careful, Pop. Help! And danger waits at every turn. I gotta tell you, domesticated animals wouldn't stand a chance at you. Where the forces of nature will test their ability to survive. It will be an incredible journey home. Hey, guys, wait up. Come on! Home is just over that mountain. So my summary of it is that there's these a cat dog and another dog voiced by Michael J. Fox plays Chance. Sally Field plays uh, Fuck. Uh, Shadow. No, I, no, no, no. No, oh. uh, what, no Shadow's the gold retriever kind of dog. What? Uh, what's Pixie? Precious. No, no. it's um, Mishki. What's Sally oh. Field's name in Percy or? Uh, Hold on, I'll Google shit. it for you. Yeah, we gotta Google Google Schmoogle this. I love Sally Field. Love her so much. I used to hate Sassy. her because of Mrs. Doubtfire. Sassy. Sassy. Yeah, there we go. I think yeah. it was something like that. Um, it also start, uh So it's those three animals that um, there's like a broken family. Then they're the okay. So they belong to three kids, um, <laughs> and the parents are getting married, and they go on their honeymoon or something or move into something like that. And the animals go stay with. Gene Smart, and then they're like, the dogs and the cats are like, oh, we gotta go home, we're bound. So then they travel across, like, state and find their new, find their family again. Anyway, they did a horrible job messing that up, but anyways, it's one of those. <laughs> Everyone's seen it. Yeah, I think um, most of our it, folks have seen it, for sure. Yeah, it's connected to Oregon, because uh, the house that Gene Smart owns is in uh, Northeast Oregon, and uh. I went there in my past life, uh, my spouse, my ex-spouse, though. Uh, lived there, and I went to the house. Nice. And I was like, Gene Smart's house. And um, so that's fabulous. Ron Tomatoes gave it an 87%. Box office was $57 million. I don't. I didn't find anything about the budget, but, you, yeah. Um, but it's just a, such a good movie. Like, I love Chance. Like, Chance was, like, my guy, like, my dog. Like, he was so cool. Yeah, he was so cool. And then Shadow was so endearing. In the end, like, such a tearjerker. And it'd be so sad if they, like, spoiler alert, all the animals find their owners, but um, there's like a question of like, is Shadow going to make it? Because he falls down a hole mm. at like a train stop, and he does make it. It's such a tearjerker. Yeah. And then just like the bantering between Chance and Sassy, and then you know Shadow gets involved because he's like who the does elder. Shadow's voice? Oh, some guy with like a weird mustache. You have to Google Google Schmoogle it. Uh, he Don Armeche. I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, that's who Shadow's voice. But Michael J. Fox does an, a great job. Like I don't think Michael J. Fox is that good of an actor or, or person. But um, person, or he might be. He might be a good person. I don't know him personally. <laughs> but like I don't think he, I don't. I don't think he's like. Oh, I can't wait to see that Michael J. Fox movie. <laughs> but um, but I I'm not gonna target Michael J. Fox. But um, 
I just didn't like Back to the Future movies. I didn't. Like, he, it wasn't my jam. So that guy was, like, in a lot of movies in, like, the 30s and 40s, the Don Ameche. Yeah, strange. Yeah. Makes sense because his voice is Must old. play an elderly dog, thing. maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, and then there's the sequel, Lost in San Francisco or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't, it's fine. Like, the only movie, I'm going to be honest with you, the only movie that has the best sequel or one of the best sequels is Babe. Babe mm. 2, Pig in the City, genius. I mean, Airbud 2 is pretty solid. Yeah. I, I don't know. All the Toy Stories are pretty solid. <laughs> I just love animal <laughs> movies. Like, I love, like, the chipmunk movies. Those were so fucking good. Like, I think should have leaned into like the craziness more and then like uh the sequel like chip chipwrecked that one's good oh right right, right. or no the, the squeakle i think the squeakle yeah, yeah i think chipwrecked is the third one you should listen um, to david cross talk about that because he was uh contractually obligated to do those and he goes off you can find him he talks so much fucking shit <laughs> about how i guess they were like really rude to him i guess because huh. he didn't want to do it so i don't know why, uh, why wouldn't he want to who did he play in it he was like an executive or oh, something. Like I can't remember. Villain, but I think, yeah. yeah, I don't uh, see. I can't remember. I've never seen him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just love. I I have nothing bad to say about this movie. I just I love sure. it. It's intense. It's funny. It has fucking animals. <laughs> like I I don't know how it works with protecting these animals from like being misused or whatever. Because when I rewatch uh, Milo and Otis, I'm like. There's no way that that's not a real cat in that box that's floating down the river. So I'm like, Ugh. I could be wrong, but I think they killed like a lot of animals during Milo Notice. You think so? I, I, I could can, be wrong? I though. can believe that for sure. Um, but the Homeward Bound, I think, is like a perfect kids movie because like it has action. It has like you know not like romantic love, but a love between you know the animal. You know, so it shows love, yeah. it shows action, it shows suspense. It, you know, it's really sad at the end when you think Shadow's not going to make it, and the little boy's devastated because he goes, he was too old. And then you see him, and the dog is like, "What's up, motherfucker?" Oh, he's running to yeah, him. Right? It's so, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good movie. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's a true story though. It's uh, it's a reboot. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Because yeah. back in back in the day, it was an incredible story, and the Chance version had it was one of those like Frankenweenie dogs that had like the long stout, like long a, snout. Yeah, bull terrier. Yeah, they're so cute. Yeah, it was called the Incredible Ooh. Journey. Network. Yeah, there we go. Because I think that's the tagline on, on Homer Bound is Homer Bound the Incredible Journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um Yeah, great movie. Great, great pick. Yeah. And I like Michael J. Fox. I really enjoy the Back to the Futures. I like Michael J. Fox too. I shouldn't have attacked him as a person. <laughs> I just don't yeah, I don't know I why just, you hate him so much. No, I just don't think he's like it's just the same thing with like Bill Murray, like we talked about. Like I don't think he's that good. Yeah, I, I think he's yeah. good in what he did. Like, but he was like in this military movie, which I didn't think was really good. Yeah. But I think it won like an Oscar or something. I don't know. It was some Vietnam one. But uh, Michael J. Fox was. Yeah. Hey, oh. Sarge. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the now, Incredible Journey came out in 1963, and you can watch it on Disney Plus. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Hey. So. And that has the the it, he's underused or not used very much, but the dad in this movie or the stepdad or whatever he's is, from Airplane. Yeah, Airplane. Yeah, it's just like everything is Dana Delaney and and Airplane. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, right. I feel like I could. I would. I like Dana Delaney would wish Gus a happy birthday because she's maybe maybe like a C or D list celebrity. Like, Ali, do you know who Dana Delaney is? I mean, now I do now thanks to Tubestone. Um, <laughs> yeah, put it together. Like, this. This podcast episode is brought to you by Dana Delaney. 
<laughs> She's really pretty. If we can get her on the podcast, that'd be cool. I would fucking die because I love her. She was in Tombstone. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, talked about that. I know, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So she was in two of the three movies that you chose. No, Allie chose Tombstone. Mm-hmm. And I chose Batman. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good percentage, though. Yeah. What was that? What was uh, Rhea's? Uh, so Rhea's number one was uh, Free Willy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then her number two, which we skipped over, uh, is Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. What did she like about Mrs. Doubtfire? I mean, what's not to like? I mean, ultimately, like, it, it was very close to making my top three. Uh, you know, Rob Williams, legendary. I mean, it's just, yeah. It's just a good movie. It's just fun. It is, yeah. No, I, that movie would have been on my top three if we didn't talk about it so much. Mm-hmm. He Was I defending that one or The Birdcage? You were judging that one. I was judging that episode? <laughs> yeah, you I wrongfully was thinking, gave like, it to Andy. Andy had which one? This is Doubtfire. Oh, because I was just thinking, like, <laughs> he really should have just like buckled down, got a job, got a place, and like yeah, could get for sure. Oh yeah, his for sure. But he handled that wrong. So that Delaney lady, she was in the comedians, which I fucking loved. Uh-huh. It had uh, it was that TV show. Did anybody watch it? No. Uh, it was um, Billy Crystal and Josh Gad. Really good show. And she's done the Flashpoint Paradox animated uh, movie, which is maybe my favorite animated one, <laughs> and the Justice League. I didn't realize that she was so much in my life until this podcast. Dana Delaney, let's reach out to her and see yeah, like what's going on. Yeah, because she's probably not worth much. God damn, damn, dude. <laughs> what? Like <laughs> that one time you were talking about getting so you're like, right, you know, they're like they're nothing. <laughs> I was like, damn, who's nothing? <laughs> you said that about some celebrity in the past. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing. <laughs> but I mean, like, I can see her being on our podcast. Yeah. Not now. She's not gonna listen to all the episodes. Oh, uh, she goes. I decided to listen to the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Uh, all right. So my number one, we we discussed in great detail, uh, and I just I couldn't not work my way around it. But it's the Sandlot. The movie has a nice comic rhythm, getting its laughs from exaggeration and pure fantasy in those inventions where they're trying to get the ball back instead of bogging down in a lot of dumb plot points. And I, I can't tell you how relieved I was when the Sandlot did not end with the kids winning the big game or indeed even playing the big game. This movie is a little treasure. Well, I like that too. I was expecting it to go in that direction. Yeah. That was fresh. Uh, I enjoyed the film. Uh, I enjoyed the spirit of it. The, you're talking about the, the big animal behind the, the <laughs> fence. I mean, and, and you see it in a shadow at one point. You hear the monster growls. Uh, I like the film. There are a couple little points that just bugged me because I thought they could have had a really something special. Uh, Babe Ruth is misspelled on the baseball by one of the kids who should know better. The kid doesn't know it, it, who Babe Ruth is, but then he knows his real name is George Herman Ruth in another scene. Um, there are all little kinds of mistakes in the picture. Uh, I still liked it. I think he finds out that it's George Herman Ruth. Yeah, it, it does, we don't see that. Well, he, obviously he does, but we don't see any justification. Well, for I think all, those are very minor points. There are, lot, it, there are others, too. This is a genuinely entertaining film. It's an film. enjoyable film. Yeah, that's on my notable uh, mm-hmm. notable list, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, there's not much to go into because we went into really, like, go back and listen to our Sandlot episode because it is a lot of fun. It's There's a lot of great detail in that episode, and, yeah, it's just, it's timeless. Um nostalgic for myself as a kid and now i quote it all the time i just it's endlessly enjoyable uh i love now like even now watching it like there's new there's still fun things that i catch and yeah it's just so good so so good yeah no that's exactly um yeah it's on my notable list just because 
uh, everything you just said, and you can watch it as an adult, and it's still fun, and it makes mm-hmm. you remember when you're a kid hanging out with. Well, for me at least, yeah. I can't speak for everybody. Mm-hmm. But before cell phones, uh, you know, you talk to your friends the night before, like, "Hey, let's meet at this place at 10 a.m. and then we'll hang out." Okay, cool. Yeah. And then like, you know, the anticipation of hanging out with your friends and waiting, everybody meets up and you're like, "Hey, we did it!" You know, yeah. without knowing that we were all going to be here. So it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are. I think you enjoy that. Movie. Even the dynamic of like friend groups. You know, like there's yeah. that person who's outlandish. There's that person who's like the leader. There's, you know, there's the shy kid who's just following along. Like it's just so, it's just such an amazing like cast of characters. It's a big cast, and like I'm blown away by how well those kids meshed together, mm-hmm. and like everyone had like a piece to it. It wasn't just like oh, that's just that one kid from that movie. Like every character, like we talked about in the review, has like a, an, a like has an opportunity to shine, and they do it. Yeah, it's, something memorable about yeah. every memorable about every single one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Pick. Well, uh, quick review. We want to list our top threes. Sure, I'll go first. I had Schindler's List, and then Robin Hood Men in Tights, and Batman Phantasm. The mask of Phantasm, right? Oh yes, yes. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> the mask. <yeah. laughs> I had Look Who's Talking Now, Free Willy, and Homeward Bound. Uh, Rhea had Dave. Mrs. Doubtfire and Free Willy. And then I had Jurassic Park, Tombstone, and The Sandlot. So only Free Willy was the only one double. I guess that's the best up. film in 1993. Yeah. So the only. I would have. If we didn't talk so much about Mrs. Doubtfire and The Nightmare Before Christmas, I would have had those my three and two. Really? Nightmare Before Christmas? Have. You like it that much? I do. I really. Wow. I love the music. Um, I love the. I think the way it looks is really cool. The when Jack's uh, walking and the moon's behind him, I think that's such a cool image sure. alone. It's just beautiful. Um, yeah, but maybe I think if if I didn't, I think it might have been uh, probably Nightmare, Nightmare for Christmas was my third, then Batman two, and then Mrs. Doubtfire okay. one. If we didn't talk about them, so yeah, much. Hey, yeah. And I was where your oh, go ahead. I was saying like this is the this. Could consequent like we're gonna talk about hopefully every year down the road, but like this might be like the biggest year in movies, and we've already discussed like we this is our what 80th episode or something, and so mm-hmm. we've already done like five of our 80 episodes dedicated to movies from this year. That's true. So it's yeah. a, it's it's obviously had a huge impact. Uh, what were your uh, notable mentions or honorable mentions? Oh, Andy? yeah. Uh. I don't want to take everybody's, but some that you guys might not have on there is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. I put a Bronx Tale on there. And overall, I don't think that movie's that great, but I think De Niro gives way underrated of him not being a gangster in this movie. Mm-hmm. Him alone, I think, is just fucking great. Okay. Uh, and then Rookie of the Year, and then Menace to Society. I really love those ones. And also Godzilla versus Mechazilla, uh, Mechagodzilla 3. Okay. Jeff? Um, so some of mine were Grumpy Old Men. I love that one. That one almost, oh, yeah. like, almost made it onto my list. And uh, sidebar, I always feel, what's the guy's name? I mentioned this before. Hamilton. No, the the guy from Grumpy Old Men. Oh. Walter Matthau. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to stop doing that. You're probably getting really irritated. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like that you mentioned Forrest Gump in every episode. Right. Every you haven't mentioned uh, Cheap, Cheap Trick. Trick. There I know. you go. I, I've been mentioning it on the sports podcast a little nice. bit, so it kind of evens out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I always feel like the guy from Dennis the Menace and whatever. Walter Matthau. Yeah, Watch he looks like Saddam Hussein. I always mix them up. <laughs> okay. um, I actually, Dennis the Menace came out this year. Yeah, yeah. I saw that in theaters. That's some Me of my too. earliest memories. Same with it's Christopher a, Lloyd was in, and he's really a, dirty. He's so Dennis good the Menace is is yeah, really is. good, but I, I feel like uh, Mrs. Wilson doesn't like give her husband enough credit to this like menace little asshole. Sure. 
like she. But takes that's the point time. of the yeah. character. It's like the same thing that with like, an, um, you know, with the Simpsons and George Bush. Like Barbara Bush is oblivious to what's going on and and sees yeah. him as the sweetheart. <laughs> I love Grump. The only the only criticism I have of Grumpy Old Men and Grumpy Old Men is I just don't feel like those men would get those women. Oh sure. In the second one, he gets a uh, Sophia. What's, what's her name? Uh, the actress with the very busty and Sophia Lewitt, Lauren. Mm. I'm like, I, don't I, don't I bet Walter Matthews packing though. Like, yeah, big dick. <laughs> I think so. All right. Um, also on my list was the crush with Alicia Silverstone. Okay. It's kind of like uh fear, but with a young girl as like the villain. Fear fucking scared the shit yeah. out of me when I was yeah. a kid. I shouldn't have watched that. I was in third grade. I watched. No, that. you definitely shouldn't have. When she's getting that. fingered on the roller coaster. I don't know if I knew exactly what was going on during okay. that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the crush, Allie? Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty bad. So good. Okay. Um, sleepless in Seattle, and I put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three as well because that one I it was the only one I had on VHS growing up, so I like watched the shit out of it. I just I watched- love. Uh, sleeps in Seattle. I almost put that on my list, but I feel like I kind of want to talk about it during Christmas time. Oh, okay. I, like I just watched it for the first time last Sleep week. Sleep in Seattle? Uh huh. Oh, it's so good. Oh, maybe. I haven't watched it for years, but growing up, that because Meg Ryan was like my first like crush that I remember having. So anything with her and growing up, I'd watch. But sure. yeah, I can't remember if it's still as good as I thought it was, mm-hmm. but I loved it. Yeah, Rosie's in it. Yeah, Rosie. Yeah, for sure. I thought even for a second tears? that, um, that it was that Nora Ephron also did now and then, but I mixed him up, mixed her up with I Marlene King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, what's with these people putting Rosie O'Donnell in all these straight roles? Like, it's so stupid. Um, oh, she played Betty and uh, yeah, right. She was good, at, she was a good Betty though. Um, I haven't seen that movie for a long time. I'm just looking up so, the crush, it's free to watch on Tubi, so maybe I'll watch that soon. And it has Carrie Elways from Robin Hood Men and Tights. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 was filmed in Astoria, and I lived there around that time, and my dad worked for the state. So he brought me back a piece of bamboo that they used in the fire mm. for that, and I had it till I was like fifth grade, and I used awesome. to use it as like a Donatello stick, as a fighter stick. I don't know what happened to it, but I moved and I lost it at some point. But oh, my God. That was, you could see the burn marks on it. I was like, what? It was so cool. Oh, it is cool. The, Who were you? Like, the the crush is about Ninja a 14-year-old that wants to. Oh, the crush? Yeah. I haven't ever seen it. That's kind of gross, Jeff. I was a kid watching it. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say about TMNT 3? Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is like so iconic and so and it's the longevity. And I think it's because it's one of those shows that like I saw a meme about it recently. It's like, I'm that one. I'm that oh, one. Yeah, yeah for like sure. who were you in Teenage Mutant Ninja Ralph, Turtles? Ralph, I thought was the coolest. Yeah. He was the leader. A I lot bet. of people say he wasn't. A lot of people say Michelangelo was. But if you watch TMNT 1... In the outro song, it goes, Raphael is the leader of the group. Something, yeah. something, they probably poop or something. I feel like they mixed, but, I feel like they changed the leaders, though. Like, I, yeah. you know, like everyone's, I, I assume that Leo was the leader. And Same. Then, See, mm-hmm. but he, I think they did that during the cartoon. Yeah. But yeah. for the movie, the creators had a lot more say in the actual movie since it was an independent film. And so I'm going with the movie. Uh, was Peter Laird and. Man, if they ever uh, wanted to do like a serious one. Like an actual serious uh, Ninja Turtles, be actually pretty compelling. Well, it was yeah. originally serious. Uh, in the very first comic, they actually stab fucking Shredder to death. Sure, Jesus, Kevin Eastman. I have his, I have a signed uh, comic book from Kevin Eastman, but it was Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. So Laird. I, I bet Allie was Donatello. Oh no, I love Michelangelo. Mike. Oh really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I 
<laughs> Allie seems like a Mikey. <laughs> I thought red everything. Jason, the red Power Ranger was the coolest. Or maybe it wasn't Jason. I don't know. The red Power Ranger was my favorite, and Wolverine was my favorite out of the X-Men, and Raphael, because they're always kind of like, yeah. I'm pissed off about something. I mean, what about you? probably today I'm oh, more of a Mikey. Donatello. Michael Michelangelo was my jam, because mm-hmm. I liked pizza. And then... Uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Black Ranger, Zach. That was my costume when I was little. And my sister was tra- uh, Trini. Trini. Mm. Yeah. And then X-Men, I don't know. I don't remember who I... I liked them all. But mainly, like, the women I thought were a lot more badass than the men in, in X-Men. Like, Wolverine was cool, yeah. but he was a rebel. Scott Summers was... Or Cyclops was so by the book. But yeah. Storm was fucking badass. Storm was dope. Yeah. I was like Gambit. Gambit was Gambit's really cool too ass, with yeah. his like uh I uh his accent from the cartoon, the song song. <laughs> I can't <laughs> that's so good. Gonna lose all, gonna get some gumbo. <laughs> Speaking of gumbo, make sure you listen to the newest episode of the Averagers. <laughs> I like that plug. <laughs> um okay, I'm just gonna list some that were notable, um, regardless if anybody has opinions about them. But um Indecent Proposal, So I Married an Axe Murderer, Rudy, Falling Down, True Romance, The Good Son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dazed and Confused, which has been mentioned by Andy. Um, the Pelican Brief. Hocus Pocus, the original. Cool Runnings, which would, yeah, which would be cool in Runnings, a 1993 Rhea's classic. Close, close ones for sure. Same, yeah. Uh, Demolition Man, Fire in the Sky. No! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Nanny, Cop and yeah, a Half. That was one of my notable. We have sequels from Hot Shots, Wayne's World, and Beethoven. Uh, Kronos, which is a horror film. Uh, Body Snatchers. Cannibal the Musical. Uh, Son-in-Law. Benny and June. What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Blast Action Hero. Matinee. I don't know if anybody saw that one. I saw it in theaters. It was fun. Uh, What's Love Got to Do With It. And then uh, two more. The Adventures of Huck Finn. The... Uh, that was good. GTT. GTT. Uh, and then Groundhog Day probably is one that everyone's, if they're listening, is probably upset we haven't mentioned. But Oh, I don't care about that. I Blood do and like... Blood Out, too. Everybody watch Blood and Blood Out? It was like a gang uh, gangster movie, like Mexican gangsters. Never heard of it. And then like, it's like their whole life from when they were young and they become a gang, a gang and then some go to prison, some huh. becomes a cop. It's like, it, some of the acting is way overboard, but it's like a three-hour long like uh, Mexican gang uh, gang member uh, epic. It's, it's oh, kind of worth watching. But cool runnings. It was about a fifteen million dollar budget. They made one hundred fifty eight million dollars. Mm, nice. Why did that Fucking movie huge. take off so much? I just think I just think anything with John Candy. He's, yeah, so, he's so good. Just like great on screen. I don't think just, I've been bitten by the John Candy bug yet. It's hmm. too bad. He's too good. You should check it out. Yeah. But like uh, what what movie if I had to watch John Candy? I movie, think you Grand I Outdoors. think you would like Uncle Buck. Okay. I'll give I'm open to watching And I love The Great Outdoors and, and I love Summer Great Rental. Outdoors. I love Great Outdoors. Uh-huh. Summer Rental too, one of the best montages ever. It has that Jimmy Buffett song. Great montage yeah. scene. Uh Gra- Groundhog Day. I I rewatched this one too this week and I don't know, you know, it's just okay in my opinion. I haven't seen this as a kid. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember too much about it. Yeah, I just don't like Bill Murray. Andy McDowell's in it. I, I do like Andy like, McDowell. I don't, don't, know, don't like Bill Murray. I mean, it's like I don't know. Interesting. What? That I don't like Bill Murray. Yeah. I don't like. I don't. I just don't think he. I think he's a B. Oh, Rookie of the Year came out that year too. Yeah, you'd mentioned that one. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. You had a lot of movies you liked, Allie. Uh, the, I didn't say I liked them. I just said they're notable. 
Oh, okay. I just. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were listing the ones that like oh no, I just like, list. Uh, like people fuck. have probably heard of you know, and <laughs> so or they're very popular. I mean, of those, I would probably pick Rudy, um, and then probably. Uh, that's about it, really. Other than that, like I wasn't super thrilled on a lot of these films. I just realized today that Rudy came out in '93. I, I thought the movie came out in like mid '80s. Oh, gotcha. I thought it was yeah, way older than it was. Uh, I'd say matinee. I've never I seen matinee. It, that was a fun one. It's from the guy who did Gremlins, and it's got John Goodman. It's fun. Mm. Ooh, I do like John Goodman. I do like mm-hmm. John Goodman. Uh, any final thoughts on the year? No, I think you said it great near the beginning. I mean, yeah. we've we've done eighty episodes. And we've already talked about multi like so many of these movies. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's gonna go down as one of the best movie years in history. I wonder what maybe it's because like uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I was gonna think. I wonder why maybe the early nineties had like, but I guess it, it keeps going on to about ninety six. I feel like a good movies, but we'll uh, see. Ninety eight's another. Guess. But anyway, day. it's a great year for movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting that like a lot of the actors we mentioned are in multiple movies in one year. That's true. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. But I guess like Sally Fields and Dana Delaney were voice ones in one of them. Yeah, so but also Steven that. Spielberg took out like two of the top grossing films that year. So that's pretty. That you know, is intense. Bonkers. Yeah. Like he's amazing. Yeah. I haven't. I hope he doesn't get me too or anything. I don't like, think he will really at this like point. Him. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, Bill Cosby's pretty old, but Bill Cosby was getting like me tooing people when he was younger, though. Well, but it came out when he was old. Oh so older, shit! No, let's protect him. No, 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 whoa, no, no. Jeff, whoa. <laughs> That's what I meant. Let, let's let's pray. This is where you can. <laughs> yeah, we got him. Uh, <laughs> we got the him. guy recorded. No, I just finally. really hope he doesn't. Like, I don't like ET. Like, it's a horrible movie, but. Yeah. Well, it's it's so well done, but it's terrifying. Like I fucking hate that. I hate aliens. <laughs> uh, well, later this year we still have to do TV of '93, and then that'll yeah, wrap up yeah. the the year for us. So, um, excited to do that one. I have no idea what. Actually, I think I have an idea, but it doesn't matter. We'll get to it. Yeah. Oh, the suspense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Well, uh, Andy, you wanna... what should uh people check out with you oh yeah uh send me a message on instagram notably underscore andy about some cool hacks i've seen a few nothing uh bad but nothing too great that you know i think will you know break the bank so i want to get some good ones uh and then check out the averagers um it's a lot of fun Uh, by the time this comes out there should be another episode or two with the gumbo and then i think by then you'll meet the the leader or the owner franklin funds and his security guard which is my favorite thing ever it's so fucking fun uh, but yeah no check out i like balls podcast it's a sports podcast check out the averagers it's a superhero podcast and send me some cool life hacks mm. nice. jeff uh my, jeff my if, if you want to look at pictures of my dog doing nothing then go to at gus gus underscore the dog is my dog and then what well, I'm not involved in this, but watch Seaspiracy on Netflix. Okay. You won't be dis- well. You'll be like disappointed with like the end of the world upon us. But watch it. We need to be informed that the world's ending. 
Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Because the whole reason, anyway, yeah. Yeah, don't you say the reason. Oh, it's just because we recorded an episode, and I was like, oh, yeah, because most of our oxygen comes out. And then you sent me a text, and you're like, <laughs> I can't believe that's true. I'm like, and I told Kathy, and then Kathy yeah. messaged you. Yeah, it's just funny. It's like my life was going so easy breezy. I was <laughs> now like, just going down this Yeah, now I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, what's the point? You're now, so it's like, an existential crisis now. You're yeah. like, yeah, it's fucking it's lost. It's crazy. And then I found out that, like, humans are, like, 60-something percent water. So I thought that was fucking crazy. That's why I don't understand how people drown. Because you only 30% of your body has to swim. Yeah. And then I <laughs> and then um and then but I did was relieved that I, I found out about spontaneous combustion and then I found out that that's not really a thing. So I was like, thank God. I do think I know why everybody is so afraid of quicksand. Why? The brave little toaster. Mm. Remember that scene when they're all in quicksand? Came out in 88, so all everybody around our age saw that as a kid, and that's yeah. a scary fucking yeah. scene. So now I know sure. why everybody's afraid of uh, quicksand. I'm hoping I never encounter it. So in conclusion, Gus Gus underscore the dog on Instagram for just pictures of my dog. Nothing great. And then I think they're very cute. Thank you. And then conspiracy because we need to be on top of this or at least, you know, kiss our loved ones because it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Ali, what about you? Uh, Yeah. So I think I don't think we'll make it in time for this one to come out before. But if for some reason it does, on July 13th in Portland, Oregon, I'm going to be performing at Telltale, which is a storyteller's event, um, ticketed event. So if you check out Telltale, that's T-E-L-L-T-A-L-E, uh, PDX, uh, you can get tickets for that. Um, also, just follow me um, on any social platform at Ali J is Gay. Uh, and I'm going to be doing some mics in uh, Seattle in August. So... Ooh, you can, if you're in the Seattle area and want to follow me, then check it out that way. Like it. We did uh, manage to go a whole episode for you two. I'm, I'm very proud of you. We talked about Schindler's List, and you didn't say Hitler once. Oh, well. Yeah. Come on, now. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of low-hanging fruit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah we're, above, we're above that now. You guys need to, I guess I'll change my outgoing name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hitler's crazy. Like, yeah. I'm not... A, I just don't want any of that to happen again. Well, I think what we should do is make a stand right now. Yeah. We're okay. anti-cannibalists and also anti-Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm can... pro-ish Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah, the the boat's still out on that one. Is that the same? After two episodes ago, I think you need to clarify if you're pro-conjoined uh, twins, too. Oh. Yeah, well, wait. <laughs> How? I don't know. A couple episodes ago, you were dogging on him. <laughs> why would I? That's so horrible. <laughs> no, we were talking about to bring that just up. Oh, you, I, yeah, Jeff. That's all. No, <laughs> I mentioned um, if we because we're not super inclusive because we don't have a conjoined oh, twin, right. and if we do hire a conjoined twin, we need to hire both of them mm-hmm. because one of them is going to be like on their Game Boy or on their <laughs> on their right. on their thing. And I say we need two hundred percent of brain power. For exactly. That. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So I'm, I'm saying, open. You if, might want to clarify. Yeah. No. If there's a conjoined twins. That want to be on the podcast for an episode like that. Let's do that. We can do a conjoined twin episode. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm inclusive. Until now. next time, I'm <laughs> Allie. <laughs> I'm Andy Schindler. <laughs> oh, and I'm Jeff. <laughs> All right. Even what our you? outros get so fucking derailed. Yeah. So yeah. Fast. Everything does. Who's uh, fucking Allie? <laughs> yeah, it's all me. Uh, Notable Nostalgia is a production of Big Door Prize Media. 
You can find us, links to our social pages, and other podcasts on the network at bigdoorprize.com slash podcasts. This podcast is produced by me, Allie, and edited by both myself and Andy. Our logo was created by Aaron Ughawk of uglyhawk.com. If you can, share with a friend or leave us a review so more folks can find us. Thanks for listening. Big door, big door, big door, big door prize me. <laughs>